what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. U.S. health advisors want you to know your health coverage does not have to be complicated. If you aren't happy with your insurance plan, there are unlimited and comprehensive medical plan options available to you right now. U.S. health advisors offer solutions which can't be found anywhere else. They can even offer you the ability to purchase more coverage if and when you need it. U.S. Health Advisors offers fair rates and no surprises. Sounds nice, doesn't it? If you'd like to know more, contact U.S. Health Advisors at 828-554-3032 or by email at daniel.bryant at ushadvisors.com. Foot Candle Films. Film news and reviews from two guys who really like movies. This episode is brought to you by the Foot Candle Film Society. For a schedule of upcoming screenings and membership information, visit the Society's website at www.footcandle.org. Hello and welcome to a very special edition of Foot Candle Films here on the TV. My name is Alan Jackson. This is Chris Fry with me. We are both co-directors and co-founders of the Foot Candle Film Society and Foot Candle Film Festival. And we are here just hours away after having watched Cats. Yes. Yeah. We're I can't wait to talk about it. There's we, been a lot of stuff about like... It's such a spectacle and everything. We've got so a two hour discussion of cats planned right now. Awesome. To jump into. It's no. big enough just to talk about that alone. <laughs> such a big holiday. Because there's movie. no other big film starting out this weekend. Cats. So we'll maybe table cats for another time when we have more time to talk about it. Oh, okay. okay. But as it is right now, we kind of need to address a film that we just recently saw in the last with within the last twenty four hours. And that is the latest Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. That's going to be our only review today. We're going to do, go through that because it's just so critical. Chris and I have sat down and discussed the last four or five Star Wars movies that have come out in our, our series here. This is the supposed last one of this Skywalker saga. So we want to dedicate this whole special episode to just this discussion. So, Chris... You ready to jump right into this? Sure. You and I have not discussed this yet. We, we have both not. recently saw it at separate screenings over the last 12 to 24 hours. So now we're going to have our chance to first chance to sit down and talk about it. This is the latest from director J.J. Abrams. It is Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. It's an instinct. together we're not alone good people will fight if we lead them people keep telling me they know me no one does So, Chris, with that, that was a part of the trailer from The Rise of Skywalker. We have the ending of the Skywalker saga written, uh, partially written by J.J. Abrams, but directed by J.J. Abrams, who was also responsible for The Force Awakens, Episode 7, where we took a, a detour in the series with Ryan Johnson, The Last Jedi, Episode 8. We're now back to J.J. Abrams with Episode 9. So, Chris, I'm just going to go ahead and lay this out there. I, I really wrestled with how to start talking about this film. Uh, there are several ways I could go with this discussion, this setup. Do I talk about the fact that it's maybe some of the worst writing I've seen in a Star Wars movie to date? And I feel like it was an overdone plot, overwritten, way too many plot conveniences, way too many J.J. Abrams and MacGuffins for me to shake a stick at. Could I talk about the fact that it's a complete undoing of The Last Jedi? We're taking all of the great elements that Ryan Johnson threw on the table and deciding that they're going to find a way to flush them down the toilet every single step of the way. Could I talk about the complete overdone fan service done throughout this film, where the entire film seems to be catered to, I want to make fans happy, so I'm going to give fans what I think they need every single scene along the way. 
So there are several different angles I could take in talking about this film. Or I could talk about the fact that at the end of the day, I actually had a fun time with this film. So Chris, what angle are you taking with this? And where does this film land with you? I am so anxious to hear your take on this film. Rise of Skywalker, go. You know, it's it's this is one of those films. Normally, I reserve this for documentaries. Uh, you walk out a documentary, and if you liked it, awesome. And, you know, you may have a hard time saying why you liked it. And if you didn't like it, you may have a hard time saying why you didn't like it because it it's somebody's life. You, know, you don't know how to quite quantify your your pleasure at watching the movie. Even though this isn't a documentary, there's so much baggage that comes along with one of these Star Wars movies. You know, it's it is the ninth one in the Star Wars saga. We've had independent films or, you know, kind of standalone things like Solo and Rogue One that, you know, some people really hate. And so, you, but, you know, you just, you know, it's hard to separate the fandom from the movie, from all the stories you hear surrounding it. Mm-hmm. I, did I like this film? No. Um, and it's hard for me to articulate why. I mean, there again, you mentioned, I literally, <laughs> I saw this film eight hours ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I went home at one thirty in the morning. So, um, it, yeah. So it's kind of a lot to take. I think the writing, I think you hit on something there. There's a lot going on and there really didn't need to be. It was mm-hmm. kind of like they were justifying the running time. You know, it's a typical star Wars movie. It's over two hours. Mm-hmm. Um, give people their money's worth, but the stuff that's going on, like you said, I think it's the amount of MacGuffins that didn't really need to be there. And normally I like stuff like that, but in this sense, um, it just seemed kind of wasted. For instance, um, I will not, we'll, we'll avoid spoilers. We will get to spoilers in a little bit. We're going to kind of talk over a broad overview broad and then we'll and here a little bit later. We'll give you fair warning. We're going to jump into more detailed spoilers. Yeah. A beloved character dies. And then, oh, doesn't die. Mm-hmm. That right there, okay, that was one of my first instances of like, okay, but I can see how they could justify why that happened, but still it just felt very flimsy and very kind of dumb. It was like it, they needed something to happen for a character to have a realization, but it was such a dumb way to do it. It could have been done. The ex, the ideas themselves weren't bad, but the execution of those ideas you know, the, the, the ideas in the script weren't bad, but just the way they were written, poor, like you said, poorly written and then poorly kind of executed and directed. There's something else which, hear me out, from the very opening credits of this movie, I was worried. <laughs> the opening crawls of every Star Wars movie, yeah, they're kind of, in a way, hokey or whatever, but you just kind of, you know, it's the, you get in the galaxy, long, long you know, you get that, then you get the Star Wars logo, and then you have the crawl. You know, some of them are extremely goofy, but some of them it's just kind of like, okay, here's what's happened since last time. You kind of need to be brought up to speed. I have never, like, gasped almost at what it was saying. I think the line was something along the lines of the dead speak, I think is Mm -hmm. one of the – and I was like, what? (laughs) And it wasn't like, oh, that's interesting, but it was just kind of like, that just is really silly. And I think that was what struck me was like – Wow, I've never seen you. Know, you get silliness and other elements of like comedy sometimes in the Star Wars films, but in the opening crawl, that just seemed really odd. And it was, I don't know. And so that immediately kind of set the tone for the film. And unfortunately, it never recovered for that for me. Mm-hmm. And those those are two things that aren't spoilery because I won't say why yeah, they say. Sure. You know, but it just, yeah. It overall the film didn't work for me. I think if you're a diehard Star Wars fan, you know, sure, go see it. It does have some good things to it, and I'll be sure to mention those. But, yeah, my immediate reaction, even though you and I have talked about it on the show, we'd seen, you know, apparently the script, the entire script was leaked out before this film even, like, came out. Um, I didn't read it, stayed away from it. But I just, even though I went in with low expectations because I was kind of on the Ryan Johnson, Last Jedi High, um, yeah, it was... if. Yeah, I kind of feel like if you like The Force Awakens, you'll probably like this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like... Did you like it better or worse than The Force Awakens? I liked it less. Really? Um, yeah. And I think the reason why is because 
I could excuse certain things happening in The Force Awakens as fan service because it was reinventing just enough that I was like, well, okay, it's kind of rebooting the franchise, so to speak, introducing a lot of new characters. That's something else in this film that made no sense to me. We're closing out this saga. We already have enough characters. Don't really feel the need to introduce any new ones. Oh, but we're going to. Mm -hmm. And why? Why? You know, oh, I know why, but I'm not. I mean, I know why. Well, we can some spoiler, like, yeah. but I just, I, yeah, I just, and I, I have never rolled my eyes at a Star Wars film as much as I rolled my eyes at this film, mm-hmm. even you know, and because it just seemed like it was just dumb, dumb, in my opinion. So, what what are some of your thoughts? You kind of laid some of the things you yeah. thought. Yeah, so I'll I'll go ahead and say on the record, um. Without doing I had a lot of problems with this film. A lot okay. of problems. A lot of things I can pick out. A lot of uh, all focused to me on writing and plotting of the film. The biggest issues for me. However, if I stand back and do away with all the plot machinations and just talk about the overall what the film does, mm-hmm. I'm okay with it. And I actually, at the, by the end, was having a good time with it, mainly because I had dropped off all expectations at that point and was <laughs> just going in for the pure entertainment value. Sure. If I actually sit there and draw out the plot, the story, what's happening here, it, it's horrible. But if I pull it back to a 50-foot or a 200-foot view and say, okay, this character, this happens to this character, and then these characters end up in these ways, I'm satisfied with that big picture view. I just hate the way it got there. I hate all the details of it going through the plot the way it did. So, and again, we'll get into more spoiler stuff sure. when, we, when we get to that. Sure. Um, yeah, it, it, um, it, it did bother me that almost every decision that was made in The Last Jedi, this film seemed absolutely intent on saying, we're going to revert, we're going to change that. And it's where I think fan service if pleasing fans has gone overboard with this film. I, I think this was 90% of the, the choices made in this film. I think are just, I want fans to like this movie hmm. and I don't appreciate that because it seemed way too made for that purpose. Yeah, um, I would agree. It just, I, and what was interesting to me, I wonder if you pick and without getting into spoilers, you know, fan service, as far as fans of a star Wars film, which, you know, the number of like callbacks and everything got to be too much for me, but also fans of another filmmaker instead of um, Steven Spielberg. Mm-hmm. There were some references to which I know Abrams is a big fan of, you know, mm-hmm. Super 8 was like oh, an yeah. homage. Um, without getting into too much detail, there's kind of a relic or an artifact that's used to kind of discover a location. It was very like well of lost souls mm-hmm. and all this kind of stuff going on. And it didn't really, it was just, basically it was to extend the running time of the yes. film. And it's just. Well, yeah. it was a device to find another device, right. which is just. J.J. Abrams. Why, why not just find the first device? <laughs> <laughs> why not just, that's what you're looking for. And it just, you know, it uh, just kind of got tiresome. Yeah, and I did. just, yeah. Yeah, there again, that's the plot details I'm talking about. Yeah. When I start looking at those, I'm like, oh my God, this is really poorly written and poorly executed. But if I do away with all the plot details and just say, what happened to Ray? What happened to Kylo Ren? Right. What happened to the main characters by the end of the film? I'm like, yeah, I liked where everything went. And I'll even tell you uh, one thing that we have shown concern about. Lamented about. Lamented about a certain character that was being brought back in. I actually thought, you know, going in expecting the worst, I actually think they did a decent job with it. I actually, the fact that. It's kind of spelled out for you, even in that opening crawl, which, yes, was a little campy. But I'm like, okay, they're just going to go ahead and lay it out there. It's not a surprise thing. It's not a... And there again, again, it's like you're saying, that's perfect summation of kind of my feelings without going to spoilers. It's not the fact that they laid out the idea... It's just how it was done. Sure. The writing. The writing of that opening crawl. The writing was sloppy. Because, yeah, you're right. The individual, you know, the kind of one key player that comes back in, you and I were really worried about it. And actually, it works. I thought it was kind of cool. The execution is kind of bumpy <laughs> and stuff, cool. but overall, yeah. kind of cool. The visuals behind him and kind of the, I mean, again, we're getting a spoiler, but even 
there's a moment where you realize this is a much bigger thing with him back. And it actually kind of starts to make sense why he's back. I'm like, okay, I'm totally down with that whole right. area of the film now. That was the part I was the most worried about. And I'm actually kind of digging and that actually part, the, so. that those instances were some of the better parts of the film, whereas all the stuff that was kind of glommed on to that storyline, that's what didn't work. No, you're right. It's <laughs> it's the details. It's yeah. the it's the plotting is what killed this film. Yeah. But the ideas, the big picture stuff, and I think the way it all resolved and it came to an end, I was pretty happy with. I I will admit the ending, yeah, it's over the top fan service. Yeah, it's over the top, let's tug at your heartstrings and all that. It worked for me. I, the last 10, 15 minutes, I'm like, okay, this, this hasn't completely redeemed this film, but I'm coming away with a positive. I'm coming away with a positive feeling <laughs> where the first hour of the film had me really scared to death because it was just felt like so overwritten, so overdone, so much going on that I just didn't feel like they were letting stuff breathe or, or take or really naturally take place. So, um, so I'm really mixed on this film. I had a good time with it by the end. I'm kind of talking with my son on the way home. We're kind of geeking out about some parts of the film and all that. But yeah, if I sit down and really look at it and say like, boy, but it was a mess. I mean, it was an absolute mess to get to the point it got to for me. Something else that, you know, I can speak to that annoyed me about it. And it's just a particular taste thing, you know, it's with a lot of criticism. Um, the love boatness of it all became very tedious. Ray and Kylo, Ray and Finn, Ray and Poe, Poe and Zori, Finn and Jana, Jana or whatever her name was, Finn and Rose. Like you're saying, who are you? Yeah, they don't make any sense why they're there. It's just how much more can we complicate, like who likes who? And I'm like, I don't care about that. I don't want to care about that. That's not... They introduced three characters in this movie that really had no reason to be there. Did not add anything to the movie, in my in my opinion. Okay, so Zori. Uh, which one is that? That is the one that was the wore the body armor type thing. Yeah, the one that Poe knew Poe. from. Yes, yeah, yeah. yes. Zori. I liked her character, but it had no point in being in this movie. Agreed. Um, the okay, and now the one who gets to know Finn by the end, ja- Jana, 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 or whatever. Again, interesting, but didn't need to be in this movie. Correct. Like totally pointless to be in this movie. Correct. And then Agreed. I as much I like. Richard E. Grant. I thought he he's oh, good. That's not where I thought you were going. But they introduced fine. him, and I was like, okay, I don't understand why we needed him because we already had people playing these roles. Like, it just seemed a little uh, I, uh, superfluous I, to add him I in. Actually, although I liked him, I, I thought he was good. I liked him, and I think of the I could definitely defend him a little okay. more. Okay. Right. Um, no, I, 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 I thought you were going to say uh, Babu Frick, the droid doctor. No, I like that. Oh, I, I hated it. Did you? <laughs> I liked it. You got to I'm coming. It's Star Wars. You got to have one cute. Uh, puppet animated character that's kind of new each time. You had the Porgs in the last one. I mean, and I don't know. I, they didn't overuse him. The two or three times he pops up, I thought he was kind of funny. The, the last line. one was the worst <laughs> when he popped up. And they started doing that there again. It was like, we got to cram stuff in the opening minutes of the film. Finn is walking through. I think he's in the Millennium Falcon at this point. I can't remember. He's in a ship. Mm-hmm. And he comes around the corner and he sees this alien creation, this, you know, mm-hmm. tentacled orange, yellowish looking thing. And like immediately is like so happy to see him. And of course says his name. So we know which care. And I'm like, what, why? Mm-hmm. And then the fact that that's just dropped. I, I just, why? Well, why did I, they, I don't things, understand. Things didn't make any sense to me. I completely agree. I, I don't agree with on the last chapter of the film of the, of the saga. And you're trying to really, you've got some great characters with Ray, Finn, and Which Poe. he did a great job introducing in The Force Awakens. He did a great job. That, that was my favorite thing about The Force Awakens was the introduction of those three characters and seeing their dynamic. The one thing I will fault The Last Jedi for is they separated those three. Those three didn't have hardly any moments together in Last Jedi, which I do think was one misgiving I had with that film. So I could defend that. but Well, I can defend it, but I, I missed it. I mean, mm-hmm. it was just something I felt like was missing. J.J. Abrams did do a good job of bringing the three of them back together and seeing the interplay with them. And I love those three characters, so I was happy with that. You don't need anybody else. You've got the three of them. You've got Kylo Ren. You've got now you've brought back this one character from all the other movies, and I thought it was okay the way they brought him back. That's all you need. That is is all the characters you need. you got Chewbacca. you got Leia, all the people that are still remaining. Cool. Do not introduce new characters with all new backstories that have no impact on the main story whatsoever. I thought it was really pathetic. And I guess this is what you're talking about. 
kind of flushing stuff down the toilet from Last Jedi, um, Rose Tico, the way she was handled was yeah. pathetic. Oh, it was horrible. It, it was, was terrible. It was almost a slap in the face to show her occasionally, and you realize that she's just regulated to working a computer on the ground, and that's basically it. Is it a spoiler to talk about the character that shows up in this movie that has not appeared in the new movies yet that's kind of the classic character? I don't I think he's in... I mean, is, he's in the trailer. Okay, so I can say it. Um, I can yeah, say his yeah. name. Yeah. Um, Billy D. Williams. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that, that one, okay, yeah, that's, that one's, okay. that's like on the poster so, and the yeah, name. Lando, on the, okay. Yeah, Lando, okay. Yeah. Um, I thought that was terrible. And I don't think he did a bad job, but I kind of felt like, I felt it's like pointless. when watching him, he was kind of like, okay, what am I supposed to really He's do point, here? Why, why am I here? He didn't really know why he was there. The actor, yeah. I don't feel like Again. he was, he was happy to be there to be nice to fans. Fan and, but he's kind of like, what am I doing? That's it. It was fan and the service. fact that he shows up more than once, he's like, okay, I, I still kind of don't know what I'm doing here, guys, mm. but I'm just going to, you know, say some things that sound wise and keep going. He delivers one of the creepiest lines that I think I've ever heard in the Star Wars film. And this is his last line. Um, I, I don't think it's his very last one, but, um, now I understand it's a callback, but it is a really creepy callback Mm -hmm. when he says, give my love to Leia. And he's like, uh, do it yourself. Like Mm -hmm. (laughs) there's just kind of this like weird, I, I don't. Well, I didn't. I got. I mean, I, to I mean, me, yeah, it's not. To me, it's, it's a, a fan th- service joke. Yeah, but because it's. You, oh, I know, but you, you remember in the films, oh, he yeah. had a thing for Leia. Sure. He was always flirting with her and all that. So, right. I mean, but at it's this, total callback fan service. But but it, it was kind of creepy yeah, to me. It was creepy. well. I was talking about his last line where, where he's talking to Jana. Oh yeah, about Jana's like past. Yeah, and they're like, oh well, let's, let's go explore that. I'm like, Ugh. and that to me is like. <laughs> Okay. Here's another movie Com- about to happen. No, it's a coming to Disney Plus, a new oh. show. I'm sure it's going to be the adventures of these guys. That's the kind of things that just infuriated me with the film. But again, when I pull back and look at the big picture of the film, I don't think about those little sure. subplots. You know, I am focused on Ray, Kylo Ren, Finn, and Poe. And I will say for those four characters, and we can talk about Ray and Kylo because that's a big <laughs> plot of the film. Right. I, I dug it. I thought it worked. I and I don't like the details. There's a lot of little details in between that didn't work for me. But their storylines in general work for me. And I think if it wasn't for those storylines and the way they were resolved, I would detest this film. Mm-hmm. As it is now, I'm more infuriated with this film that it still got me emotionally and it still got me invested with these main characters. But to do it in such a sloppy, sloppy way to get there. And that I think it... Regardless of, yeah, I, I was surprised that J.J. Abrams, who's directed several movies, I've never thought of any of his movies, regardless of whether I really liked them or not, as sloppy. Mm-mm. And that's what was kind of surprising to me was I felt like this was sloppy. Now, we'll, we'll just say from a from a from a, a behind the scenes standpoint. Okay, I get it. J.J. Um, Abrams was not supposed to do this movie. Who was? Colin Trevorrow. Which he's credited as being one of the script writers. That's right. So. Colin Trevorrow, supposedly his whole script and idea for episode nine centered around Leia. Okay. Carrie Fisher passed away. Right. All right. Sucks. That really like sucks, obviously, on a much deeper level than just right. the movies. Sure. But it did impact this movie. J.J. Right. J. Abrams was prowled in probably in Star Wars development time last minute to make changes and to, you know, get it on board. Then I'm sure Lucasfilms, seeing the blowback they got from Last Jedi, is probably throwing in a lot of, hey, look, fix these things. Right. Make fans happy. Do all this. Right. So, okay, I the messiness of the film I don't think lies solely on J.J. Abrams' lap. But obviously he's the one that you know is, is steering the ship. And maybe and, he did you know, the best that he could with the script that he was given. Somebody but. I heard on another uh, – this morning I was listening to some other just news about it, and somebody made a perfect – they said, yeah, he was dealt – a hand, a poker hand that there's no real way to win mm-hmm. with. Did he do the best he could do with it? Hard, no. to, hard to say knowing no, what he was given. I don't think he was going to do the best he could do with it, but I think, you know, it probably could have been worse if it wasn't somebody like JJ Abrams, at least trying to steer the ship to do mm-hmm. it. Um, 
Yeah, I, I everything else I've got to talk about really. Well, I'm only just talk generality. I sure. thought Daisy Ridley and I thought um, Adam Driver were both really good. I agree. I said I would touch on some positives here in the spoiler I thought they free were good. part. I thought, yeah, Daisy Ridley, Adam Driver, they to me carry the film. Yes, They're I agree. Star power. So I, I like Oscar Isaac's Poe. I felt like he was all just comic relief in this film. He did have a moment towards the end of the film that I thought was really nice, kind of where he had to take on kind of a leadership role. And I thought it was done well. And he's a good actor. I like him. Um, I, yeah. I I think he was more frustrating for me in this really? one. Yeah. Now, the one that's frustrating for me was John Boyega's Finn. He's a uh, good actor, but yeah. I don't. They never have figured out what to do with that character. See, and I felt like that was kind of what they did with Finn. I mean, what they did po. with Poe in this one, too. See, I felt, po, I felt about them both po that way. Poe is inspired by Leia. He's a future leader, but he's struggling to find out how to be a good leader. They played with that. I like that idea a little bit. Finn, I still to this day can't tell you what exactly his <laughs> role is in the film. Uh, to be the best friend of Ray, I guess. That's about all I can really say. They never explored in this whole new trilogy what How it really meant. How many best friends does Ray need? Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get the I love don't understand going. with Finn. You have such an interesting dynamic of someone who was a stormtrooper. That was the whole thing introduced in Force Awakens. You know what would be better I than that? that was cool. Two people in the movie that used to be for the Empire. Oh, there's a whole tribe of people that used to be stormtroopers. <laughs> yeah. But Finn, they never explored that. That never seemed to be anything. Mm-hmm. Finn kind of, I don't want to spoil it, Finn starts to show some level of abilities but they never touch on it explored oh. it was just like <sighs> i see. see the more i talk about that the more i get frustrated by this film but um, i'm emotionally i'm on board with it but man technically it is a mess i'll say you know my kind of summary for this non-spoiler portion to me which surprised me it felt like lucas had returned to direct this final capstone to the franchise it was entertaining yeah but it was a mess. And it was something that had he been directing, I'm like, well, not surprised. You know, it's kind of like I, Lucas for all his faults that I feel like he does have. He's a great idea, man. We've talked yeah. about that on the show for this had a lot of great ideas. It was just the execution. And Lucas was terrible with dialogue. Man, there was some stuff in here that was terrible. It was a bad dialogue. But the one so, thing I will say, J.J. Abrams will always have over Lucas is working with actors. J.J. Hmm. Abrams knows how to direct actors. And I do feel like he got good performances out of several people in the film because of it. But I agree the plotting felt very Lucas. It felt very prequel-ish. It's a lot of get to here, and then we got to go land on this planet, and then we've got to go oh, find this thing, and then I we got to go meet this new character, and then we got to go do this, and you know that yeah, felt very much like the that. planet jumping was a little insane. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the that's the part of the film where I started to get worried because I'm just like you're doing way too much going on. And I don't feel it, any of it's landing. And the, um, the planet they jump to where they're just basically having like a huge festival is like, okay. Yeah, that was pointless. Pointless. Yeah. Again, it, that felt very Lucas-driven. Like, I want to show this planet. I want to show this idea. But, yeah, there's really now, no reason to be You can say here. to comparison to something I really like, you know, Last Jedi, I love the film. But I will say Canto Bite was yeah. initially a weak link. On revisiting it, I was like, well, okay, it's still weak. But I can see a little bit more of what they were going for here. The Dan, the festival planet. <laughs> There's nothing. Nothing. So I, I will say, before we go into spoilers, I'm, I'm going to say, okay. I still ultimately had a fun time with this movie by the end. As long as I don't think about it too hard. And acting, I thought, was fine and good, especially um, um, uh, Driver and... Uh, Ridley. And Ridley, sure, very good. Probably, probably the best Daisy Ridley's been in this trilogy. I think, from an acting perspective, I thought she was really good. Adam Driver is always good. I like his role. I really like his Kylo Ren, and there were some interesting choices made with his character. We can talk about uh, a little bit later on. Um, so, and I will say another positive on the film. Okay. It's probably the most beautiful Star Wars film I've seen. Cinematography wise, there's a lot of cinematography going visual on. Visual design yeah. was gorgeous. I agree. There's, you know, there's visuals of star destroyers oh, and coming up from waves. And actually, everything that has to do with waves, there's like a lot of water yes. going around and stuff around certain Death Stars and all this kind of stuff. Really striking, beautiful stuff. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, that would. That definitely I, helped I my appreciation of the film to some degree. And then again, I did ultimately like where the film landed with the primary characters. 
to leave it at that. Okay. Although I just hated everything <laughs> that happened to get there. <laughs> you know, so. Not that these matter, but I'm really curious because they don't, you know, um, but I'm curious to see your resultant star rating in Letterboxd. Well, I've already determined my one through nine rating ranking of these Star Wars films. I okay, know, see, I know, I'm very clear where I am with to that. To geek out, that's kind of interesting because immediately after the film was over, I kind of thought where my star rating was, and it's still a little fluctuating. But ranking wise, yeah, no, I'm really, I'm differ. really, I'm really curious to see where this film falls as far as. Yeah. You and I differ on comparison to Force Awakens. I like this better than Force Awakens. Yeah. Not, okay. yeah. And maybe, I maybe after I see it a second yeah. time, maybe I, I do like it better than Force Awakens because I felt like where Force Awakens was just purely a carbon copy of A New Hope. And actually every Star Wars movie tried to be a, it was a carbon <laughs> copy of this one definitely had some carbon copy moments, oh especially toward Return of the Jedi. But I felt like it was at least different enough and added enough uniqueness to it. And I just, I like more. There were more cool elements of this film moments I liked. Where Force Awakens, I've never really had a desire to go back and watch it again. I just haven't. I saw it twice in the movies. Since I saw it in the movie theater, I don't think I've seen it again. I just really haven't had a desire to. Mm-hmm. Last Jedi, I've seen a couple times right. since I saw it in the theater because I love it. Force Awakens, I never, I never really went back and revisited because there just wasn't anything there that grabbed me at all. This film, there's a few, there's some moments that grab me. There's some moments that I don't mind wanting to go back and revisit or show to somebody else. So, see, and I, yeah. But anyway, I, I, on my rating side, it's still better than the prequels for me. Okay. I still, prequels are still bottom three, no matter what. Force Awakens is the next on the list. There is a big gap for me between the prequels and Force Awakens. I, mm-hmm. I generally thought Force Awakens was okay, just didn't like, love it. This one is right above Force Awakens. Then we start to go Return of the Jedi. Then we go like original Star Wars, A New Hope. Then we go Last, uh, Last Jedi, then Empire Strikes Back. So mm-hmm. that's, that's my rating. Okay. I, I'm, I'm, I'm very confident with it at this point. <laughs> I do think these prequels, the J.J. Abrams one, are the least of the non-prequel movies. Got you. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, Ryan Johnson's is pretty darn close to one of the best. Still can't top Empire Strikes Back, but it's it's up there. And then the original Star Wars and Return of the Jedi are kind of, they're good, they're classic, they're elements of them I love, and obviously they're very important to my childhood and, sure. and me growing up. So they're always going to be in that top tier, but um, that's where I am with this. Okay. Um, spoiler Do we want to go into spoilers? Okay. Sure. So here's the deal, guys. We have nothing else on this show other than talking spoilers about Star Wars. So if you have not seen it or you don't want to be spoiled, you're done. You're free to go. You can shut it off. We'll see you at the next episode. Take care. But if you want to hear us talk more spoilers, we're going to do that right now. Tell you what, let's play the, a little bit more of the trailer for a few more seconds. Sure. That'll be our little transition there. So. All right. Sounds like a good transition there for us. Yeah, please cut it off before C-3PO says, I'm just looking at my friends one last time. Please cut that off. Well, okay. So there were two moments in the film, since you're king on that one, that I thought were cheap and done. Heartstring moments. But yet immediately undone just to be fan servicing again. Uh, one was the death you mentioned, or supposed death of a character. We're, we're spoiler. Go ahead. Let's. Yeah, yeah. That's like Chewbacca. Yeah. It looks like Chewbacca dies. It looks like Ray is responsible for killing Chewbacca. And had they followed through on that, crazy. that would have been amazing. You talk about a character development moment for Ray, where she has to live the rest of the film knowing her not able to control her powers killed one of the most beloved members of the Star Wars that universe. That would have been, see, that would have been, to me, Ryan Johnson level, you know what, I'm making this movie, I'll do some fan service, but I'm also going to make it my own. Yeah. She screws up. But then within five <laughs> oh. minutes, oh, yeah. we learned that, no, he's no, fine. No, he's fine. That was a different ship. <laughs> yeah. That was a whole different Which ship. Which we hadn't even seen, like, there's just no... And it was so nonchalant the way it was kind of said, like, another, like one of the First Order guys is just like... Oh, we have a prisoner because we had a second ship. You know, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> this is why. Yeah, right. Oh, uh, I, oh, and I'm and sorry. And then the C3PO was the other one. Oh, terrible. I'm like, wiping his memory clean. I'm like, oh, 
okay, that's kind of cool. He's going to be like this fresh, like, droid. And then, like, honestly, by the end of the film, R2-D2 is like, oh, by the way, here you go. Boop, boop. Here's all your memories back. And it's, and like, it's just done why? for comedic relief, too, why? because they want to have him make jokes, which I'm so done with C-3PO trying to be funny. Well, it's just, just, it yeah. worked when I was eight years old. I just thought, you know, when anymore. they were wiping his memory, I'm like, oh, okay, that's, that's kind of an ending moment for this droid. I get it, and that's cool. But then, like, yeah. And then you get comic relief with him being like not knowing who anybody is and all that. But then when R2-D2 gives him his memories back, I'm like, really? You couldn't even let that thing stick, you know? And here's something else um, he's afraid to do, um, which I feel like, or I feel like the script was afraid to do. I shouldn't say J.J. Abrams, but this movie was afraid to do. Let's just leave it that way. In Last Jedi, the way it ends with Luke Skywalker, people fussed because they're like, oh, that's a Jedi power. We've never seen it. And they got all upset. With this movie... Um, <laughs> which the character design was actually kind of disappointing for me, but there's like this sandworm thing mm-hmm. and she, he like does this healing thing. You're like, okay, that's new. Well, she's not sad. They're not satisfied just to let her do that. No, they're, they're going to then explain, Oh, I took some of my life force and I did this. And you're like, okay, wonder mm. if this is going to come back. Not uh, only does it come back once, twice. but it comes back twice. And I'm just like, okay, you know, I just, yeah, I just really that I, was that was some of those plot contrivances and conveniences that just didn't work for me. And uh, yeah, so um, Palpatine, Palpatine, which I guess we could have mentioned his name in the original. Yeah, he but was in the he's trailer. in the trailer. And he's you hear pretty his voice. much been acknowledged that he's in the film. I uh, I I will say I love the fact that they just dropped it on you right in the crawl. Yeah. Yep. He's there. Could have written yeah. it better. <laughs> Could have written it better, but I'm like, I loved it. I'm like, actually, the crawl. I, I I realize what you're saying about the writing of it was not was not great, but this crawl was the first one I think where I actually read it and be like, oh wow, okay, well that's so that's where we're starting this film, and that's and, an interesting place. To and start. it was, and that's what immediately made me think, huh, that's interesting because what they did is they set it up where it's not Palpatine and his taking control of Kylo Ren. He said, no, it was set up kind of like, no, Kylo's ticked that Palpatine's still around because he wants all the power for himself. He wants to find out where this guy is. So that whole power struggle, if they had kept that as kind of like a through line of the film, like Ray's trying to get to Kylo or trying to beat him so he can't find the Emperor because he's building this whole... Like, if they'd kind of kept that dynamic... But no, he finds him in the opening, you know... He finds him in the first 15 minutes, and Emperor basically is like, oh, yeah, why don't you help me do this, and it'll be cool, and Kylo's like, yeah, okay, cool. (laughs) That's what we'll do. (laughs) Okay, we gotta gotta take up some time for this film somehow. Uh, Yeah. So, yeah, it wasn't... You're right. It wasn't the fact that Palpatine was back, and I thought it was interesting, and some of the battle scenes that do happen with him towards the end of the film too are very cool and very satisfying, but it's just the execution of it was just so disappointing. I I'll say with Palpatine. Yeah. When they first showed him and he is basically almost like a reanimated corpse. Oh, he is. Which is awesome. I'm like, okay, if you're going to do this, let's do it really creepy and cool. Mm -hmm. And it was. And the fact that he was kind of hung by a, some sort of like robotic arm thing that was kind of moving him around because he obviously didn't have like his full body or full control of his limbs. I'm like, okay, if you're going to do the Palpatine thing, this is good. This is really good. Like his face only was illuminated when there was lightning and it was like these dead eyes. And it was Mm -hmm. like, okay, I'm totally digging this. I'm like, I am absolutely on board with where they're going with this now. And that was the thing I was the most worried about with this film. Something that, Something that say, you know, expressed how Billy D. Williams and Lando Calrissian just that they didn't work for me. Mm-hmm. Um, something that surprised me, I will say, since we're in spoilers, I can talk about it. Um, surprised me that they a did it and that b it really worked and was not cheesy at all for me. I mm-hmm. really liked it. I responded. You said some of the other things like the ending. I thought was terrible. I hated the Ewoks popping up. Like it was terrible. All that I really <laughs> didn't like. However. Harrison Ford's bit. I loved it. Well, it, I, got it, me. it worked for it me. Got and me. I didn't think it would, but it worked for me. It, it worked for me. Well, just, I'll, I'll tell you awesome. I actually, and what I alluded to in the, in the previous part of the review about the, the, the way that the Kylo uh, Ray story resolved itself and ended. I totally dug. I, I, I liked, you know, I know people are going to have some complaints about Kylo Ren's, Turn and redemption, because by the end he's become a good guy. But let's be honest, I like who it. didn't see that I, coming. But I loved it, and yeah. actually the no, fact it that it was Leia reaching out to him, kind of 
turn him a little bit and then seeing Han Solo talking to him in his memories. I'm like, okay, yeah, you got me. That was, that worked. And, uh, yeah, I bought it. Yeah. So. And actually I will say credit to the film, but I didn't want to mention this in the other thing. Cause you don't want to do spoilers. Although everybody knows she dies at the end of last Jedi or the knows the character, like you mm. assume she's going to die in this movie. Cause how could no. she not? <laughs> Cause you know that Carrie Fisher's dead the way if you're going to do the whole, we had talked about on this show about using CGI of people. Maybe it was all extra footage that they somehow cut around to work Carrie Fisher in. I'm assuming it wasn't. I'm assuming there was a little bit of stealing dialogue and doing stuff. You know, who knows how they did it. But for what it was, it actually, I felt like, was pretty effective. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't really overdone. And the way her character does pass away because she uses her into like, yeah, it all, I was very satisfied with, with no, how I, I did I that. Was too. I and, was too. you know, to give another strength to the film, <laughs> being a little positive. I remember one of the things you talk about, you know, flushing everything from last Jedi down the toilet. I'm not going to say, I mean, maybe they didn't do a lot, but at least they didn't make Ray Luke's daughter. Well, that's the at other thing I was going to talk about. They didn't make them Han Solo's yeah. daughter and Leia's daughter, a secret adult. Like, the way they kept her lineage and they actually kind of brought through, but they didn't totally throw it out because Kylo Ren's thing saying like, yeah, you're basically from nobody. Basically her parents more or less were nobodies, but it was who well, was her grandfather. Kylo Ren kind of pulled a Obi-Wan Kenobi from a new hope when Obi-Wan tells Luke, mm-hmm. yeah, your father was killed by Darth Vader. Okay. Well, not really. I mean, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it, it, not, you know, literally it's more figuratively, Kylo Ren's doing the same thing, saying, yeah, your parents were nobody. Okay, they themselves, the two of them, yeah, Because they nobody. chose not to do first stuff. Obviously, and, yeah. uh, there was a deeper meaning there. Right. Yeah, when the, when the whole thing, I mean, I knew they were going to announce something about her her patron, her, her parents. Right. I knew it. I knew J.J. Abrams was going to go back to that well and discount what Ryan Johnson tried to pull off. I am pleased with the way that went where it could have gone so much more down the expected route. Yeah. And the whole Palpatine thing, her being Palpatine's granddaughter, I'm like, huh, okay. Now that's kind of interesting. I'm actually okay with that too. So the things I was the most worried about with this film going okay. in are actually the things they handled relatively well. The things that you thought were going to be strictly fan service. Oh, Palpatine comes back. Cause you know who he's returned the Jedi that actually works for the film. It's the unexpected, the things that, were fan service that you didn't know about going in were just kind of me. I mean, I literally rolled my eyes five or six times. So I was just like, Oh, they're doing that. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. It was so, and that's, I wish I had taken notes, but I didn't want to seem like a total, total yeah. dork. Cause I was there with my kids, but <laughs> I wish I would have taken notes. Like well, I can't believe they did this. I will tell you a couple moments that I almost cheered happy. That oh, they did. nobody did people in your screening cheer. Cause people in mine did. A couple did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We had some, um, I love the moment when Kylo Ren has now basically become Ben Solo back again, and he's going to rescue Ray from and the he gets a lightsaber. The lightsaber moment I liked. Yeah, our crowd cheered yeah, yeah. and clapped. But I liked uh, my my favorite part though is him coming down and he's got a blaster that looks very much like a Han Solo's blaster, yeah, yeah. and he's actually nice like touch. taking out his Knights of Ren, right? Fighting them. That was cool. And he had, uh, you know, I don't know. It was uh, it was subtle things, but he's like got a white shirt on. He's got his flowing black hair. He kind of did a. It was a little Han Solo ish, like Rogue Solo thing. I'm like, yeah, okay, that I totally bought that. I loved it. The lightsaber trick with transferring the lightsaber, which, again, is not something I knew Jedis could do until, like, the last movie or two, like, transfer items between each other. Right. But, okay, I'm the, buying it. It's, it worked. And pulling know. through that whole thing, which is something they did in all three movies, I believe, was them being able to force talk to one another. They but now did they're that actually force, force Awakens. fighting each other. Right, they did that like, in yeah. Force Awakens, and they heightened it a little bit in Last Jedi, and then we, that was something that was a carry through that was a it new, works. was a new thing. I that liked I, it. I thought worked. there was a moment where the two of them are fighting and Kylo Ren doesn't know where Ray is. Yeah. And then something gets knocked over the, the old Darth Vader mask gets knocked over during the fight and he sees it. And he's like, Oh, okay. Now I totally know where she is. I'm like, I thought it was kind of cool. I like, that was a good moment. I, 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 it's they, so obviously when they can force time each other, they don't Instead know of where each other. Time, they it's don't, time. Yeah, they don't know <laughs> like where that. each other are. They can just see them. 
But was um, that was that original Alan Force Time? No, no, I heard that song. Oh so, man, I was going to give know. you credit because I was like, no, if no, that's no. at FaceTime and Force Time, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, no, I heard that somewhere. Oh, from okay. the, after Last Jedi, I think that became kind of a that meme. That came so, a thing. Yeah, See did. me not being up on memes. Yeah. That that hurts. So I thought that was all a good moment. Uh, the whole resolution there. Yes, the bit with the Emperor and Ray and Kylo at the end was very Return of the Jedi ish. Look at your friends up above. They're all dying, sky. and I, you got to kill me to save them type of thing. But somehow but it worked. It somehow just worked. it worked because you know? how they, it was how they got there, and because it wasn't simple fan service, it was mm-hmm. like, no, this is I, – I, well, it, it seemed earned. It was fan yeah. service that was earned, whereas yeah. some of the other stuff just I'll tell you another cool moment that I really dug. When you realize you're there talking to, to Emperor Palpatine – and you realize that you're in this giant arena filled with these Sith disciples all yeah. watching you. And I'm like, okay. Right. That just got really cool right there. Yeah, so, they're all yeah. in black cloaks and yeah. everything. Yeah. I wish they actually would have used that a little more, but yeah. Just something about the idea that it's not just, you're not just facing this one guy who's all powerful. Like right. there is an entire army, army. of yeah. people surrounding you right now, watching you, waiting for you to succumb to the dark side. I'm like, okay, that was that was pretty cool. I like that bit a lot. I, you know, it was an interesting bit of, I guess, fan service, but it actually, again, I guess it's, it's all opinion whether something is justified fan service or not, but uh, Luke Skywalker popping back up, I knew he was going to, I think anybody, yeah. just like, you know, sure. you know, you know, certain things are going to happen. You know, Kylo Ren's going to turn good. I feel like yeah. that's a pretty I safe I felt like assumption. that was pretty, pretty well. Uh, I don't think Ryan Johnson had any intention of that after Last Jedi necessarily. I think Ryan Johnson was ready to make Kylo Ren full on bad guy. Bad guy. But I think J.J. Abrams always wanted Kylo Ren to, to, be, come back. to come back and be, to pull a Darth Vader at the end of Return of the Jedi and be the one that saves the day. You right. Know? Yeah, I, I agree. Um, all right, I'm going to mention a moment that got me. It is absolute ridiculous fan service. It is so over the top, so makes no sense how this would have come together. And you probably rolled your eyes. I'm, but I still I, will I'm say, like I said, there's a lot I rolled my eyes at a lot of fan service moments <laughs> in this film. There's one moment, though, that I had to kind of geek out about with my wife and kids afterwards because they had no idea what it meant. Chewie's medal. Oh, my gosh. Terrible. I loved it. Terrible. I loved it. Only because I definitely, I definitely rolled my eyes. At I that. know you did. And unfortunately, that was towards so it's how a film starts yeah. and how a film ends that determines a lot of your opinion because sometimes you f- tend yeah. to forget what happens in the middle. Yeah. And yeah. No, that, I, the see, the thing, thing is, the problem is, if there had been no other moments like that in the film that were just so blatantly over the top fan service, it would have been perfect. Because I would have afford them What did one. he even do in this I'm movie? Afford he them didn't one. even do anything to no, deserve no, a medal. But it was like if a he had, a, then maybe it would make sense. Like we're finally making right. It, you did something awesome. We're giving. No, it's Chris, just it's a, more like a body of work award. <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> so, Chewy, you've kind of gotten around. <laughs> You're like one of the only originals that didn't die in this movie. So congratulations, you get an award. Right. Oh, it man. did work for me because it was something where we walk out in the parking lot afterwards. I'm just like, okay, guys, do you understand what that was supposed to be for? Because fans have been so pissed off about that for years oh, that geez. Chewie didn't get a medal oh, and I a know. new hope. And I'm like, you know what? I'm okay with it. Chewie got a medal. I'm okay with it. I wish that was the only obvious fan service moment. Everything else didn't. Lando didn't work. No. Um, and I feel bad for Billy D. Williams because it was like, I felt like, you know, it was like, oh, people are, you know, just demanding that I be in this because I'm one of the original people and they all want, you know, so it's like, okay, I'll be in it. But then there was yeah, just, just you know, give me, give me something to do. Right. Oh, oh, I have nothing to do. Okay. Well, good okay. To know. I'll just smile and kind of, so know. I just get to sit in Millennium Falcon and recreate oh, my moment was, from uh, Return of the Jedi. That so okay, terrible too, because that to me didn't seem earned. Him being in the movie wasn't earned. And then him flying in to save the day at the last With minute. everybody. I'm like, like with where all these hundreds and thousands of ships all got to this mysterious planet that nobody knows how to get to <laughs> show up at the exact same moment. And yeah, you have to have, that's why Pose is like Dunkirk, but completely unrealistic. And, that, right. and <laughs> so, that's why yeah. Pose arc in this movie, not nothing against Adam driver or not Adam driver, but um, the other guy's name I'm blanking on his name right now. The guy who plays Poe. <laughs> oh, Oscar Isaac. Yes. Thank you. Oscar Isaac. Great actor. But that's why his arc in this movie didn't work for me. It did in last Jedi, but not here. 
because the whole time he's like, hope, hope, hope. And then he's like, oh, no, I'm sorry, guys, I failed you. And he's up flying around. But nope, Lando, like that's how that just seems so yeah. terrible fan service. So that that didn't. It didn't, and it was nothing against you know Oscar Isaac, but his character in this no, movie. Yeah, I liked Oscar Isaac in it. I just, uh, I felt like they still struggle with what to do with Poe and Finn in all these movies. Well, and, and I feel like they struggled to do, which I guess in one sense, great that you didn't take because you know there was a lot of, I guess if you call them fans, but they were fans of Star Wars that hated Rose Tico. Yeah, that absolutely wow. just hated hated her. So much so that apparently the actress like deleted her Instagram mm. account. She's in this film, but it's such like a thankless thing. It's like, you know, why bother putting her in? Just no. take her if you're not going to give her anything to well, do. So I think it was great that they at least didn't erase her because that way it lets the people who hated her win. But in a way, it's just like, well, so I, almost, I almost rather she not be in well, the that's film and they're not going to do anything. What? And I get it that maybe. Maybe J.J. Abrams had no interest in exploring whatever was going on between Rose and Finn in Last Jedi, but there was there was a connection with those two. Oh, yeah. And you could not tell from this film at all. I mean, that they barely even knew each other. <laughs> so, Well, I think she kind of at one point she makes, makes one a moment little to thing, him, yeah, but, but you yeah. never know with Finn, is he... Is he just good friends with Ray or does he love Ray? There's something he wants to tell Ray that he never gets to tell her. And oh, still yeah. don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, okay, but now there's this Jenna or whoever this other, the former stormtrooper woman who right. are they going to become a thing now? They seem to be kind of hitting it off, but then they don't. And it's like, I just don't think they know what to do with Finn. That's the character that just is a wasted character for me where you got such a great backstory you could have explored. The guy was a freaking stormtrooper. The use he of left. The use of horses yeah. on a planet made sense. The use of horses galloping across I a spaceship that's moving. At one point it was there was a the Empire said something like, Oh, we'll destabilize, we scramble their thing. They're like, We can't because they're not using So the, the idea is that because there are no technology involved, they're not machines they that they could scramble and control. All right. When I saw that shot in the first trailer of horses running down the side of the ship, <laughs> I thought, "Oh my gosh, this looks bad." I get it. the 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 big ships are not up in space; they're hovering over a planet, so gravity's not an issue. You can stand and walk on these things. They're not really moving either. They're all just kind of sitting there. I guess so. It, it's okay. I get it. It's all right. Um, yeah, I uh, I kind of just went with that. I'm sorry, right but that. <laughs> yeah, it's just there's so many problems with this film. Yeah. So many things that did not work. So many things unnecessarily put in there. But it got me in the ending. I know the ending didn't work for you, but uh, kind of looking at it as a culmination of nine movies, and uh, I was fine. I liked it. I came out. I was, you know. And you're ready to go see it again. I kind of want to see it again, not because I'm just so excited to go see it again. I kind of want to see it again to say, look, I know where it's going. I want to see if any of this stuff works for me better knowing where it ends. Well, and that's you know? why I feel like I need to see it again to truly evaluate gut reaction is I like it less than force awakens, mm -hmm. but, um, I had to see force awakens. I've seen it many times, but I had to see it twice to let go of my original judgments about yeah. it. So I feel like I need to see this twice to say, I'm is saying. it, where does it truly fall? Well, I'll, I'll just say this. I did not get emotional at all in Force Awakens. To mm -hmm. me, Force Awakens was more like an exercise. It's like, yep, you got to introduce new characters and you got to harken back to the original trilogy. You got to please the fans. And oh, look, we're just going to carbon copy one of the big plots from the previous films. So at the end of the film, I'm like, even Han Solo's death didn't affect me the way I was hoping it did in that film, just because mm -hmm. I felt like the movie was too, too routine and just too focused on... Uh, I'm, uh, I'm pleasing fans and uh, making them forget about the prequels. You know, this movie I will say got me in a few moments. I thought the Han Solo moment was yeah. really nice and emotional. I thought, that was well done. I thought Leia's passing was well done and kind of uh, made sense for the story. I thought, as much as I kind of complained that they don't know what to do about Finn and sometimes Poe, Finn, Poe, and Ray kind of reunion at the end and just you see how good friends they are. I'm like, it worked for me. It's like, it was emotional. It was good. Maybe, but I felt at that point I'd been so beaten over the head with shots of random people hugging and reuniting. Oh yeah. Yeah. There was, was like, a lot oh, of it, but gosh. you know, I was, I was okay with the ending. I mean, it was very return of the Jedi ish. Yeah. Let's show all these planets and people that are all happy that the first order is gone and it works. I mean, this is the ending. This is it. You know, sure. this is, 
you got to have that closure ending, and I think they pulled it off okay. So let me ask you the last little spoiler bit uh, for this conversation. What was your take, or how did you respond? Was it eye roll or not? The very last moment, the coda, last scene on Tatooine. Um... This is Ray. Yeah, you oh, see no, the last I mean, shot. Ray. You know, it worked. Ray goes back to Tatooine with BB-8. She goes back to the birthplace or the home of Luke Skywalker. She's seeing well, that for the I first t- time. I tell, you I tell you what. She buries Luke and Leia's sky, uh, um, um, lightsaber in the ground there. And then an old woman kind of passing by comes back, asks who she is. And she says, it's Ray. What's your last name? There's a pause. She sees Luke and Leia force ghost next to her. She's like, my uh, Ray Skywalker. End of the movie. Two, the two sons done. I loved it. Overall, I thought it was great. Overall, it worked. Yeah. Um, I liked it. It didn't seem like ridiculous fans. I like the fact that she has a yellow lightsaber, so it's yes. like she's made her own, just like yep. Luke did when he made his green one. Um, something about that, though, what bothered me, everything, you know, her saying Skywalker and actually seeing the force ghosts of Luke and Leia, it works, but I kind of feel like, in a way, she's ditching her parents. Well, I and thought that nothing, too. Like her parents never did her wrong. They left her because they were trying to run away from the Palpatine and everything. So in a way, I kind of wish like she'd done Ray Palpatine Skywalker. She's like, I'm not, you know, I'm not running away from it, but that's yeah. not because it has a negative association. I thought that too. But the thing is, she never knew her parents. She, True. you know, and may, her parents made a sacrifice for True. her, but yet she never well, knew Well, and them. her parents can't force ghosts because, well, yeah. I mean, could they? Could the dad? Because maybe he had a little bit know. of Jedi power because that's how she got it because it was handed down. Like, I felt like in a way it was a little bit of a slight to her parents who did nothing wrong. But yeah. but, but Luke but, and Leia truly later, the, she, they're the only parents she really knew. Sure. And it, it worked They were me. like adoptive parents yeah, and she yeah. was appreciating And them. they basically were the ones who helped her become who she is and all that. And so it was kind of an interesting. I thought it was a great ending. I guess that's probably that little coda ending did enough for me to put me on a real, much more positive view coming out of the movie theater. There was something that it's like I go back and forth. The more I talk about some of the fan service things, some of them I do appreciate. I liked the use of the X-Wing that was on the planet that Luke had been yeah. because people Although, complain like, why didn't you use it? Why didn't you use that? Well, and then this one that he now raises it up. And but it's like, also, I felt it. like that was also a slap back to last Jedi. It's like, look, see, Luke could raise the X-Wing fighter. <laughs> so anybody, Ryan Johnson saying he didn't do it or didn't want to use it, it's like, look, he can totally do it. And he, he, he did didn't. But when I agree, I he didn't want to do it. Ryan Johnson, like he didn't want to do it, but it, yeah, I still I, felt like it was a, I love the moment, but I did feel like it was a little bit of a, huh, see, he could do it. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. You fans keep asking why he didn't do it in Last Jedi because he could totally do it. And, right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It, somehow it. It worked for it. No, no, I liked the moment. I really me. did. And again, I tried as much as I could to watch this movie, not comparing it or thinking about Last Jedi, but it's really tough not to because I yeah. do feel like the film is just, it's really, well, it's yeah, really interesting you, to see two filmmakers know? trying to have a different take on the same story. Right. But yet you're giving the previous filmmaker a chance to go back and right any wrongs they kind of felt like happened before. I mean, it's just interesting. It's really interesting. The biggest thing for me with this whole saga is I'm still shocked that I don't feel like they really had a plan for this trilogy when they started. You know, that's that's, that's kind, kind of, of interesting. baffling to me. Yeah. I even felt like the original Star Wars, which, you know, George Lucas did not – did not think initially he was going to be making more than one Star Wars. It was going to be a single movie. But yet, when you watch those three original movies, it looked like part of a big plan. Like, it was all tied together. It made sense. There was a progression. This, These three movies, I just felt like it was kind of like, well, one moved forward, moved, one moved it to the left, and then this one tried to move it back to the right again. It's like, it was an odd mixture of films, and I just don't feel like they had a real good through line for the whole trilogy, which is still baffling to me. How do you not invest in a new trilogy of Star Wars movies and not have some idea of where it's going to go? I felt like each one was making up its story as it went along, yeah. um, which was baffling. So yeah, I would agree. I, the the new the new trilogy it is kind of surprising considering it's in the Disney house now. They had the arc for the twenty two films with the Marvel superheroes, so well, yeah. you would have thought, and maybe there is. Well, connect. and I do I mean, think maybe, you know, I, I think, and again, I loved Last Jedi, but I do think Ryan Johnson probably threw some curveballs that they didn't really anticipate. Expect, anticipate. Yeah. 
And I think Colin Trevorrow, uh, they realized at the last minute that that was not a pathway that was going to work for them, the storyline he had. So I realized they had to make some adjustments and kind of change as the game went along, but still just kind of odd. I, I felt like we're watching three separate, well, two separate storylines altogether. You know, the J.J. Abrams storyline, the Ryan Johnson storyline. So here we are, you know, we're wrapping things up, but this has occurred to me because I thought to say it earlier. Um, here's the thing. A lot of people hate Solo and hate Rogue One. I would take either one of those over um, Rise of Skywalker. Um, because I've, now the beginning parts of Solo that we've talked about, like, yeah, that was messy and everything. But then once he gets hooked up once with... Once it got good. West, um, West, um, I'm, I'm kind of with you. I mean, I definitely... Yeah, I definitely like both those films better than Force Awakens. I have to kind of think... I have to see Rise of Skywalker again to make a final determination on that. Well, but, probably so do um, I. I'm very confident in saying that of these three new films, it is Last Jedi, for me, Rise of Skywalker, Force Awakens. That, that's not going to change, that order of three. Um, I just feel like, again, this at least had some interesting things happening, and it did a nice closure on the main storylines compared to Force Awakens, which... Still feel like was just not very creative or imaginative at all. So, yeah. okay, have we tackled it? I think we have. have. We dissected it enough. Yes. You know, I never even really said what the plot of the film was, but does it really matter? Well, I mean, that's the thing. I think everybody it's... understands it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, we didn't really ever like set up the plot. I guess we just assumed everybody would know. Emperor's back, and he's going to take over the universe. Yeah, so. basically the first first order. Yeah, Kyler Ren's running first order. And then uh, Emperor comes back and uh, has a bigger plan for bringing the Sith back. And yeah. the the mole on the inside of the First Order was actually a. I thought that was cool. I liked it. Well, and, I and mean, the reveal of who it is, and then why he actually says why he was doing yeah. it. He's like, well, I don't okay want you to win. I just want Kylo Ren to live. I thought that was very well, honest and it, and played, it was well done. And it, it played good. off his character because he's been the only consistent character in this trilogy, I That's think, true. in a way. Well, he and probably, I think Kylo Ren has been fairly consistent. But Hux, yeah. Yeah. Hux has been a weasel since oh, the yeah. first moment we meet him. Yep. And I liked the moment when they were about to be executed, Finn and Poe. And then Huck shoots the, the actual okay. stormtroopers. I'm like, okay, okay, that let's was talk. Nice. Let's talk about fan service. Okay, so we're not I mean, done yet. We're not okay, done. Good. I right. keep That's thinking fine. of things. I mean, sure. it's Star Wars. We knew we weren't going to do two reviews for a reason. When that moment happens with almost execution, and Poe and Hux actually have this kind of back and forth dialogue. If you remember back in Force Awakens, I believe, yeah, it was Force Awakens. Poe has this joking dialogue with Hux and oh, yeah. they're kind of like doing this silly thing. So they have had this relationship. So this conversation is kind of a, oops, sorry, that microphone, kind of a callback yep, sure. to that. And that was a callback that I was okay with, you know, mm-hmm. because it was like, well, yeah, remember these guys have this relationship of everything. And now, you know, well, and even, of, they even played so off it, it more in last Jedi. That was the very first scene in last Jedi. I remember as Poe, Calling in to oh, talk okay, to so, Hux. Okay, that's the one I was. So oh, it was Lost Jedi, yeah, yeah. not yeah, yeah, Last Jedi. That was Last Jedi with the whole. He was like a phone call type yeah, of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So they have this very antagonistic relationship, right. and so it worked. And uh, no, I was good with that. And then I loved even Richard E. Grant's character. You know, saying shooting Hux and being like, "Yeah, we found our mole." So yeah, you know, it's like, yeah. okay. Here's here's what, in full transparency too. Here's why he could have been given more, but the fact he wasn't kind of worked for me because the. The Sith, they always have these like shadow people mm-hmm. and you don't know who's an apprentice and who's not an apprentice. So like Palpatine, he was a senator and you never really knew what he was doing. He was kind of underhanded. This guy's working for the First Order, <clears throat> but it's like the whole time. You're talking about <clears throat> Richard E. Grant's character? Yeah. Okay. He's basically working for the Sith, but he's in the First Order, but he just kind of is doing stuff. But, you know, you come to find out kind of when he talks to Palpatine, yeah, he's basically like a Darth Maul type person that's hidden within. And he Mm. looks just like, Oh yeah, I'm marching around doing whatever Kylo Ren tells me, but I'm secretly working for you. Mm. So he was actually a mole within the first order for Palpatine in a way. Like, so that kind of worked that they didn't do a whole lot with him because it was kind of like a, Oh, I get where this guy's truly coming from. Mm -hmm. So I, I liked it, but yeah. Are we done now? Yeah. Okay, I don't have anything else to say. The saga can end. (laughs) So 
right now, what would your star rating be on a uh, one to five stars? One to five, probably two and a half. Yeah, I was going to guess you were going to do two and a half. Yeah. I'm I'm between three and three and a half because I did more, like it more. The more last night when I walked out of the theater at one o'clock in the morning. It was probably two. Yeah. But the more I think about it and the more I try to get over myself, I'm thinking, well, you know, yeah. I just can't give it the three because of so, too many fan service. It's yeah. the fan service that keeps it from being a I, three. I understand. I, absolutely. That's the thing so, that keeps me from like really liking this film. I'm at three. If I see it again, I might be at three and a half. I mean, I just, you know, I did enjoy it. I had a good time. Once I turn my brain off and stop trying to be <laughs> frustrated about some of the choices they're making and trying to not pay attention to the plot, which was just dumb and horribly written, I ultimately had a good time with the film. It had the so. clunkiness of a Transformers movie to dump on the Transformers franchise, mm. but um, which we do a lot. I haven't done it in a while, but that's yeah, what was surprising to me. It was more me. clunky was it? than I'm used to for yeah. this. Yeah. So, so I'm, I'm at three right now. Um, you know, three to me is like, eh, all right, it's... You can watch it. It's fine. It's good. Nothing to write home about, but it's it's okay. Sure. Um, but, you know, I, for what it's worth, uh, my son, my 13-year-old my son, who's kind of my, my movie partner, and we, we end up watching a lot of stuff together, he really liked it. And we both <laughs> went in with very low expectations. So uh, I think it works. I think it, you know, anybody who did not like Last Jedi, if you're one of those people, you're right. Probably will really like this kind of movie. Probably. If you liked Force Awakens, yeah, this is Force Awakens like on steroids, basically. <laughs> um, but for me, who liked Last Jedi, I still found enough with this one to say that I thought it was, at the end of the day, it was fine. Just, man, J.J. Abrams, he's a director that I had so much respect for back when he first started. The whole Alias TV show I thought was wonderful. I really liked his Mission Impossible movie. And then, and I liked how he set up Lost and that TV show mm-hmm. kind of creating the concept of that. So when he did Super 8, and I realized he's just aping Spielberg, then he did Force Awakens and much later than that, and I felt like that was just aping the original Star Wars movies. And now this one I feel like is just was just kind of a mess written-wise. I don't know. I'm, I'm not confident in him as a director anymore like I used to be. So I feel like he just plays too much to try to twist people's expectations. But at the end of the day, he's still going to give you what you want fan service wise. And that's, that's no fun. That's yeah. not, that's not a creative way to make films. So, okay. I think we're done. Okay. Officially See, done. Yeah. See you in the ticket line. All right. Take care. Thanks everybody. All right. Bye. Special thanks to Carpal Tuller for the show theme music. For more about Carpal Tuller, visit www.carpaltuller.com. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.